It is Beulittle Week 51. Nobody told me there'd be a dragon! <sighs> one more, one more episode. <laughs> We're on the penultimate episode of Beulittle. I hope that crack got in there. Crack in a cold one. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix. You say LaCroix or LaCroix? La you say LaCroix? LaCroix. LaCroix. I do say LaCroix. But it's La it's like one of those jokes that I don't even find funny. LaCroix. <laughs> That's good. LaCroix. You know a word that I really like to pronounce in a funny way? No. Chaotic. Hey, that's in that's in the spirit of the word. In, I was inspired by uh, chaotic, as in quixotic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To pronounce it chaotic that's instead good. of chaotic. Just, just a uh, just fun fact. Don Quixote is a good, good book. Don Quixote. Don Quixote. Speaking of pronunciations and words and things, on this watch, I noticed two things. Okay. Which is, I've been mishearing certain quotes in the movie. Wow. One is when Plimpton is uh, screaming on the boat when they're under attack. I've always thought he screams, prepare the lifeboats, this whole thing is a death boat. Right. But he actually screams, which way are the lifeboats? This whole thing is a death boat. Okay. They sounded similar all this time, and I convinced myself that was the wrong word. And the other one is... Before Doolittle pulls out the bagpipes, he says word of warning. Right. I didn't realize he was saying word of warning. I don't remember what I thought he was saying, but it wasn't word of warning. It's like deep breath, hold it, and then he says... Word of warning, there'll be a... I think he he doesn't say anything after word, word of warning. He just says word of warning and then like grunts and then... So it's oh, like, I guess I don't know what you're talking about. It's breaching about. now or something. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what I thought he said. But dude, you know how I anyway would, uh, fix that scene while we're on it. How? Instead of it being uh, bagpipes, I would want it to be a giant human baby. That would be good. Like a giant baby. Like like a gi- a giant baby. Yes. Like eight feet tall, but a baby. You know, proportionate to the size of dragon. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. And then that's when uh, she, or, uh, Yoshi and Flimpton agree to stay behind to take care of the baby. That'd be really good. And they're like, "You can always visit us." And then he's like, "It can't be found on any map. The island can't be found on any we'll map. We'll never be able to get back." They'll say, "Well, you can ask the whales, can't you?" And no, 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 we can't. <laughs> that that shit's expensive, okay? And then they'll say, "Well, you can." Uh, just get the journal back from the British now that they're all eaten by the dragon, right? No, I burned it. Finally saying goodbye to Lily. It feels right. It is sort of funny that the British soldiers that are still on the beach having the journal it's never addressed. Or how the hell they would get back. Because, like, the assumption that the movie forces you to make is that all those people die. That's what it has to be. Because otherwise, that battleship would have surely beaten them back to the port, right? Right. It would have beaten them back to London. Lord Badgley would have found out the mission was a failure. Yeah. And, and that they were all they... killed by a dragon. And, like, you know how would be an easy way to fix this? You have everyone get eaten by the dragon. No. Uh, you have the British soldiers team up with Dr. Doolittle and 
give him a ride back. Exactly. Where Doolittle's like, my boat won't make it in time or something. And they, to and save the queen. And the soldiers are like, God save the queen. Yeah, and exactly. You're our god. And they bow down to Doolittle. <laughs> you're our god. And then Doolittle hoists the giant baby above his head. No, this is our god. Speaking of uh, God Save the Queen. Yep. This episode is coming out on Boxing Day. Is that true? Yeah, the 26th oh, yeah, is, it is. A, is a Tuesday, which is, they call it they call boxing it Boxing day. day. Do you know why they call it Boxing Day? Uh, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You've got me on the ropes, Cheech. It's not that kind of boxing. Oh. Right? Do it's you not. know why they call it Boxing Day? It's the big pay-per-view event. They... It's when the king gets to box against any challenger, and whoever defeats him becomes a new king. Is that true? Yeah. Because I, I know why they call it Boxing Day. I'm just not sure if you do. It's why the House of Lords, they have that ring in the center. That's where they all they come down and they box. They get to box the king one day a year. Yeah, well, I I, I thought it was literally about boxes, like donation I thought it was boxes about, or I, something. Yeah, it's about the day you're supposed to give donations to charity yeah okay it's that boxing is what day. it is but really i know they do that in the uk and canada I think australia as well probably former british colonies yeah i mean canada it's a thing um what's really important about boxing day is that's when all the good soccer matches are it's when all the good soccer matches are it's when there's a lot of sales so you can go buy stuff for yourself i gotta watch crystal palace lose i'm kidding they play wednesday the day after well, that's good. I, I'll have to celebrate the holiday, and then I'll get to see him lose. Speaking of celebrating the holiday, I was going to try to come up with like a twelve days of Doolittle on the first Carol. Day. Yeah, the first, the day, first of, day of Doolittle. Or the Lily first day gave of... to me <laughs> her ring. <laughs> yep, Polly gave delivered to me. delivered by Polly. Pa- Polly gave to me the first day of Doolittle. He gets Lily's ring for Polly. The yeah. second day of Doolittle, he gets Stubbins. He gets two unsupervised children. <laughs> Stubbins and Lady Lady Rose. Uh, the third day of Doolittle, he gets uh, three uh, deadly nightshades. The fourth day of Doolittle, he gets uh, four wanted posters. Oh, that's good. Four wanted posters. Now we've made it to in, in three forests. In <laughs> three forests. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we're wanted in three forests five okay we need to progress from so now we're on the boat five um bells five, a dingin five whales five cannonballs so you get shot by moodfly yeah okay that works i don't know i i like five whales five whales <laughs> just five whales five whales oh uh, it's six six sugar cubes isn't that what he pays oh yeah six sugar cubes that's good because he pays two and then he pays two more now and then he pays two later so that'd be six seven sleeping lions eight wizards watching eight wizards watching that's really good (laughs) (laughs) i love the the wizards um nine dead mice oh yeah (laughs) On the boat exploding. That's really sad. RIP. Ten British soldiers. Uh, fried British soldiers. Fried, fried British soldiers. Eleven. Eleven Eden fruit. No. Eleven pieces of armor. Yeah. 
Okay, that's good. Oh, 11 pipes of whaling. <laughs> oh, are, do bagpipes have 11 pipes? I, I don't think so, but we could say they do. I think there's like eight. And then uh, instead of 12, we're going to say 15 seconds. 15 seconds slide. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I was going to, I was waiting for 12, and then I was going to say, okay, we have to keep going, then do 13, 14. Oh, yeah, 15. yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. 15 seconds slide. Doolittle did give that to me, and I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite parts of watching the movie with you. Yeah, is when we get to chant that. The count. Yeah, the count's always so much fun. I remember when we were watching it with John, and he's like, what, what's what, are you, what is <laughs> what going are you on? Why, why are you guys doing this? And we just, I don't know, like something in us, we're both just like, I don't know, like this is what we do. <laughs> we have to count. Even when I watch it alone, like I watched it last night, and as i'm watching it whatever the thing starts i just start counting it's just instinctual now hmm. so that's 12 days of doolittle that was pretty rough. yeah that does that, that was good yeah they, good yes <laughs> yeah that was really good so uh i watched the intro to doolittle because uh i forgot to watch it yesterday that's okay. i was busy being born um <laughs> but i watched the intro so far and you know the hippo scene I do know the hippo scene when he's uh, examining the hippo's How mouth. How good of a mashup would it be? Uh, you know, you're you're universal and you got some uh, pretty big IPs to work with, right? Hey, don't hit that, Chris. I'm trying to think of... Did she just hit the mic? Yeah, <laughs> I heard it. Um, I'm trying to think of universal IPs that have hippopotamus. No hippopotamus, but it, something you can insert in that scene instead. Universal dinosaurs frank oh they have jurassic park don't they, have they jurassic park yeah the jurassic world stuff that's all them so why what they need to do is they need to reboot doolittle but put them as, in jurassic, as park. A jurassic park spinoff that's actually a very good idea thank you a, a doctor who can talk to dinosaurs to dinosaurs <laughs> that would be sweet i think that that's the fresh life that the franchise really needs we've brought in an expert he can only talk to animals. Doctor, dinosaurs are animals. <laughs> Their language is a bit archaic, but I might be able to. Hmm. I sense genetic manipulation in their dialect. <laughs> he, has to t- he has to talk to mosquitoes, too. These dinosaurs you've created aren't real dinosaurs. You've spliced in genomes from other species. I'm sensing a dialect of cuttlefish for camouflage. <laughs> That's how they he uncovers the uh, he uncovers what they've done with the genetic the, mutations. In, in no dominance. one else knew that they were no one else knew they were doing it, but he's able to put it together. They've combined the sequences of forty-seven of the most dangerous animals known to man. Curious, I thought they would speak more like dragons. <laughs> that would be a really good callback. Thank you. I once knew a dragon. <laughs> she was very stopped up. And then he proceeds to go into graphic detail um, for like 15 minutes to Sam Neill and uh, Laura Dern. And uh, I'm missing the big one. You're missing Chris Pratt. No, not Chris Pratt. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> About how he, he gave a dragon an enema. And then later they get rescued by a dragon. Like there's a big dinosaur about to kill him and a dragon comes in, picks it up and carries it off. I think the Chris Pratt character could play the Stubbins role. Mm -hmm. He'd be sort of like, 
Wow. You can talk to animals. That's so... No, he should be the Matthew Mug role, actually. I think Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt should be the Moonfly role. The Moonfly role, where he's... He's, uh, he's antagonistic this... because he's jealous. Oh, he wants so, to be well, able to well, talk I to can, the raptors. I can talk to raptors. I communicate with raptors with uh, body language, which is kind of true. He does. And then do it. I was like, yeah, but they all think you're an idiot. You realize this, right? He starts. He starts talking shit about Chris Pratt to the to the, to the other raptors. <laughs> or they're they're just, all just. They've all just been humoring him. They're all just being nice to him. Yeah, it took us a long time to really grasp his language. It's a lot of body <laughs> language, and that's not how ra- we speak at all. Raptors are much more sophisticated. I, well, I do say. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, who would you want to play that Doolittle? Oh gosh, I would love a Doolittle who can talk to dinosaurs. Yeah, who's the guy? What's the guy's name who plays? Uh, the scientist opposite Charlie Day in Pacific Rim. Oh, uh, Burn Gorman or something? I think I would want him. Right? That's his name. He has a very weird name. I'm just going to pull it up. Pacific Burn Rim. Burn Gorman. <laughs> How the fuck did I know that? <laughs> That's a very good name, honestly. Burn Gorman. He is in Torchwood. That's how I know it. Frank, you should know Torchwood. That's one of your. Uh, it's a spinoff of one of your favorite shows. Torchwood is. Yeah, it's a spinoff of uh... your favorite show that you won't shut up about. Uh... Oh, it's a spinoff of Doctor Who. <laughs> nice. How's that for a callback? <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was thank nice. You, thank you. I mean, I, he would be good. I think he's good. Um, speaking of Doctor Who, I think David Tennant would be good. I think he can do someone who's just not like interested in people at all. I could see it. Yeah. Uh, what else you want to bring up about today's movie? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. For the penultimate watch, uh, most of what I spent my time doing was because what we're doing next week is recording ourselves live as we're watching it. So I was sort of, I was sort of looking forward to that more than thinking about today so i have a question for you (laughs) yeah is it just gonna be our audio without any context like you'll have to play the movie at the same time that sort of deal right yes that would be correct it's uh like any of those commentary riff tracks or whatever yeah you play them alongside it yeah that's so it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a full movie length us watching it live and giving some little insights that we've picked up over our what will be 52 watches of watching it in 2023. Yeah, I'd like you to pause it right here. Now uh, reverse it. Yeah, right there. You see that? <laughs> Love it. It's going to take like four hours. <laughs> it's four hours long. We keep telling people to pause and checking the timestamps. <laughs> keep pausing. Okay, and... just double check. The timestamp currently is... And the idea of like adding nothing... To- like it being a podcast, but it being incredibly unlistenable. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, as I was watching it and going through it this time with thinking forward to that final watch, yeah. I was sort of thinking, I don't know what we're going to be talking about at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. this might, there might just be sections of dead air <laughs> where we have nothing to say. I would, cause when we, when you told me you were doing this, I, I made the joke that you could cut out the whole middle. I know. And we won't lose I know. any content. <laughs> And it's so fucking true. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to 
try to entertain. In the middle, we'll talk about what we did last week. That's a good idea. We can we could put some fillers in. Seeing as this is the uh, last the last last chance before the last watch, uh, if anyone does have any uh, glaring questions or comments or concerns that you would like to like us to deal with or talk about, you can shoot us an email, and we'll uh, we'll bring those up in in the final watch. Chris, buddy, it's not time to be fed yet. You just kind of have to wait. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, my cat's on a diet. She's kind of mad about it. That's difficult. Yeah. Which, it's funny that this is the cat that's on a diet because she never eats. But she's the one who keeps getting fatter, so I don't know what's going on. Have you considered that they share the same stomach? Huh. And the the resources, the nutrition is all teleporting from one stomach into the other stomach. You know, that makes sense because I also never eat. I guess my question is, would you rather be one cat or two cats? No, I think I'd rather be two cats. That's an age-old question, though. That question is almost as important as uh, chicken or the egg, you know? It is sort of similar Which came that. first. And I would say two cats came before one cat, but I know that's a controversial opinion. So, um, yes. Uh, any other comments about the Doolittle? Hmm. No. Okay. Well, so with uh, my Jurassic Park thing, what I had a question for you, because we've done a lot of mashups over the last year, right? Yeah. What are the, the biggest mashups you'd want to see with Doolittle? Well, you bringing up the Jurassic Park and having him talking to dinosaurs got me thinking about putting him into like Independence Day or like any alien disaster movie where yeah. he's brought in as an expert to help communicate with aliens. Kind of like a- Amy Adams. Oh, yeah. Amy Adams in, uh, what was that movie called? Uh, yeah, the boxing movie. Denny Villeneuve. <laughs> Arrival. <laughs> Arrival. The Irishman or whatever, yeah. The Irishman? No, that's not the boxing movie. I don't know what the boxing movie is. I'll look it up because I'm curious. Uh, but yeah, like a Denny, that'd be good. I agree with you. That's not what I was going Dr. with. Dr. Doolittle, Dr. Doolittle playing the Amy Adams role in Arrival. That'd be good. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, what else you got? Um, You could put him into a franchise like Star Wars. I got a really a big lot of alien that I'm kind of mad you're not getting. Um. You could put him into <clears throat> into. Uh, We're talking about Universal, okay? Minions? <laughs> no, no. Is that, is that Universal? <laughs> it's Illumination. I don't know who owns Illumination. <laughs> I know that's DreamWorks, right? No, it's Illumination. Oh, is Illumination not DreamWorks? Whatever. Uh, no, that's not what I was looking at. I think Dr. Doolittle talking to the Minions would be really good. It is universal. Illumination is universal. So the Minions, yeah. Uh, The Fighter is the Amy Adams movie, by the way. That was the one I was making a joke of. Okay. Uh, Anyway, Universal. What what do they have that they were trying to get off the floor? What would Doolittle be good in? Cats? Is that what you're... What did you say? Cats? Cats? Yeah, cats. I mean, yeah, it would be good. Cats, (laughs) No, that's not what I was getting at. You have them just going like, what the heck are these jellical cats talking what, about? What, what the is, heck are these cats? <laughs> what, what is going on? 
I mean, as the viewer, you already fill in that role as forgets. Um, the mummy. Yeah, there you go. Was that what you're gonna say? It was the dark mummy? universe? You know how they're trying to do a connected monster universe? Oh, so they just use Doolittle as the connective tissue. Yeah, Doolittle's like a doctor who appears with all of them, and he can talk to animals, and it comes up because he has to talk to bats. You know, in the vampire movie. He has to talk to scarabs in the mummy movie. In the mummy movie, yeah. He has to talk to wolves in the werewolf, werewolf movie. movie. That'd be a really good tie-in character for the entire and dark he's, universe. And he has to talk to rats always as well in the vampires and all, right. all the movies. He's constantly, he has rat friends. That would work. I could yeah, see that. You would still have Robert Downey Jr. play him. I think. I mean, you at this point, you might as well. And then you can have him be a... He was uh, ripped from his timeline and brought to the future. You know what I hadn't considered? Mm-hmm. He might be in the uh, live-action How to Train Your Dragon movie that's coming out. There's going to be a live-action one? Yeah. Um, Ooh, that seems ill-advised. Well, that's how else are you going to get Robert Downey Jr.'s Dr. Doolittle to help out uh, Toothless whenever he's got... You know that's a, that's really good. I like I like where you're going with this. The plot of the plot of the new How to Train Your Dragon is the dragon enemas. Yeah, how to how to poo your dragon? How to help your dragon? How to express uh, your dragon's anal glands? Great, something like that. Yeah, that seems like a really bad idea to make an, a live action one. What's the point, Frank? It's cool because they did three animated movies. And I feel every, like every animated movie gets a live action release these days. I know, but that's so bad. <laughs> I hate I. So I watched more of the Yu Yu Hakusho uh, show, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it's not bad. Like it really is. It's better than like the Cowboy Bebop or anything like that. Like it, it knows the source material. But at the end of the day, I just don't think it's worth watching it. I think it's a waste of time. Because you're missing out on a lot of stuff, and it's not as good as the the manga or the anime, so what's the point of it? Because it doesn't, like, try to do anything new. Yeah, I guess. I think if you do a live-action version, it has to be a completely different thing. Well, maybe it will be. You maybe. It could be. You're right. You could also somehow put Doolittle into the... Um... Trolls universe as well. That way we would finally get a live action Trolls movie, which would be good. Whoa. A big troll. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, hard rock troll. Smooth jazz troll, right? Isn't that the... They say, Whoa, they say all of this. Smooth those. jazz troll. There's a new troll movie coming out too. I think it's actually in theaters now. Yeah, I believe it's already out. Um, we gotta it's, see that. It's been out for it's been out for a month. It's been out for over a month, as a matter of fact. So you're oh, pretty late. You're pretty late on this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, I'm glad that James Corden is still getting work. Um, James Corden isn't in the movie. Oh, is he not? No, he's not. That's wild. Wow, he got snubbed from Trolls. <laughs> I just said that as a joke, and he's actually not in the movie. Oh, that's sad. Imagine getting snubbed from Trolls. I wonder what happened. Maybe his character died in the last movie. We don't know. He was in uh, a bunch of those like weird spinoff thingies, 30-minute things. His troll character was? Yeah. 
but then it, but that was all after uh or prior to or after uh 2020 right like after the movie came out so, i don't know like, no, you're the you're the trolls expert here so nothing new i i hope he never gets into movies again uh, he would be a good doolittle you think he'd be a good doolittle in the musical remake that they're making i think that they should make a new doolittle movie where it's james corden plays himself and he gets sucked back in time and discovers that he can communicate with animals that's really funny. I and like they, that. They call it they call it the late, 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 late show. And it's actually like I don't know, I guess they would call it the um No, no. It you got it right. It's the late, 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 late show. And he gets sucked into the future ten oh, yeah, billion yeah. years into the future. And all that's left is animals. Animal people. Because ever all the animals have evolved into animal people. I would just say sophisticated animals. Okay. That works. And then he has to um, communicate with them. And he thinks he can speak their language, but they've all just learned how to speak English at this point. Um, it's amazing. I'm talking to animals. I mean, yeah, we all, we all speak the same language. Well, the, I, I never was able to talk to you guys before. It's funny. It sounds like you're almost speaking English. That joke comes up a lot. Yeah. And then course. there's a lot of fat jokes because it's a James Corden movie. I think Buster for Jones has ruined him for me. Not that I really cared that much about him before, but that Buster for Jones performance was so haunting and gross. You know, I would argue that that was a very good performance. Then it it was it, it did leave a huge impact on me, but I incredibly would say the, powerful. The impact has been mostly negative. It's only the second worst song in the movie, I think, though. Um, I don't. I don't know off the, the top of my head. The but... Rebel Wilson ones is, is the worst. They're all pretty bad. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I'm willing to. The Railway Cat, I will say, is the best song. But other than that. You don't like Magical Mistopheles? The Railway Cat song is better because of. No, it is how, good. It is better. How insane but... it is. And also the, the guy doing it is a good performer. Well, it's just. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, my my favorite song might be uh, uh, Gus's song on the boat. Ian, uh, Ian, um, on the barge. Yeah, when they're locked up on the barge. That's my favorite bit. Anyway, uh, we've talked about cats a lot today. <laughs> we have. I will say, cats is very Doolittle adjacent. Cats and World Tour are Doolittle movies to me. Yeah, because of timing and everything. Yeah. And, and quality and... And quality. To be fair, I guess we don't know if Trolls... And s- studio interference, we could say, too, probably. For Cats, maybe. Well, for I both th- of them, because the CG on both of them was a huge problem. Wait, for Trolls as well? No, not not for Trolls, but... Oh, for Doolittle and Cats. For Doolittle yeah. and Cats, yeah. I think for Cats, though, I think more studio interference was needed. I'm saying this completely without like doing enough research so I could be completely wrong. But I feel like what happened is they gave the guy a lot of um a lot of like leeway to do what he wanted because his last two movies were such big successes. And then when they finally watched it, they were like, "Oh shit, this is weird. <laughs> like this is a like this is not good." And then I think they like changed a lot after that if that makes sense well it's saying here uh 
Hooper experiment with using prosthetics, but the, the director was dissatisfied. Yeah. <clears throat> but I definitely think that was more of an ego thing. I, I think the studio gave him a lot of leeway because he was a, he had like Les Mis was such a smash hit. And the, I forget what was his movie before that. He has uh, The King's Speech in 2010, The Danish Girl in 2015, Les Mis in 2012. Those yeah, big ones. So, so all three of those. <laughs> so I, I I think that was the issue with it. But it's also probably the the most important movie to come out in the tail end of the 2010s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. What can I say about Doolittle? What can I say about Doolittle? I can say that as the penultimate watch... It's uh kind of freeing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> really is. <laughs> We're living our lives exactly how uh, Lily would have wanted. Will, will wanted exactly how Downey would have wanted. You know, flying from the nothing plans, flying flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah, <laughs> having no planning for it, where any of the animals are going to be in the CG scenes, no staging, uh, <laughs> just really not thinking through anything at all. <laughs> well, what? Yeah, I as can't. Gagan, as Gagan would have wanted. I can't wait for our episode to end with one of us getting an enema because we think it's funny. This episode right now? No, the the ultimate episode. Oh, the, the, the finale commentary. The commentary. Yes. We could end this one with an enema. That's what you want. <laughs> I, I, I had one thinking. last week, so I, I think I'm good. It's been too too recent. Yeah. Too recent. <laughs> anyway, uh, what have you been up to this week, my man? Um, I watched two movies that are good. You watched Doolittle twice. <laughs> I watched three movies that are good. I watched Doolittle. <laughs> okay. I watched. I watched Electric Dreams from 1984. What's that? Um. It's a rom-com love triangle where it's competing roommates, but it's a guy in his computer AI program. Okay. It's super silly. Uh, the entire thing, it was directed by the guy who kicked off the MTV craze, basically. He's directed so many insane music videos. So it very much is like style forward. Um, but the characterization of building out the computer as a character is really well done, I think, genuinely. Uh, so that makes it very fun. Did you watch it by yourself? Or? Yes, it's on Criterion. That seems like that premise seems really funny. I think the reason yeah. why that premise seems so good to me is because it's uh, 1984. <laughs> yeah from 1984 so like as a period piece as well to see like what people are thinking about yeah. technology it's sort of fun too and then as as building up this birth of this ai character it's really so basically cool. you're telling me you watched her proto her proto, proto yeah, her yeah basically um and then i also watched from 1985 akira kurosawa's ran oh i haven't seen that one yet I keep meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. What people say are true. The use of color is incredible in it. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. And the movie itself, it's cycles of tragedy, basically. So I spent the entire time, like, as you're sitting there watching it, you're just, you're like, somebody break it. Get out of it. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that's based off of Shakespeare, right? 
Uh, yeah, it pulls in um, like King Lear. King Lear, yeah, it pulls in some King Lear stuff. There's like parallels to characters in it. Yeah, Kurosawa is really for someone who's like probably most famous movies now. I think are black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, his color movies are insanely good. Oh like, yeah, he really knows. He really has a good eye for that. So I watched two really fun color movies actually between those two. Yeah, and then Doolittle watched, as well. Um, let's see. I watched They Clone Tyrone. Okay, this also sounds like an '80s movie. No, it's a it's a new Netflix movie. It has uh, Jamie Fox, um, John Boyega, and I don't know the girl's name offhand. Uh, it's like a kind of a riff on a black exploitation movie. It was fine, I guess. It was like I watched the whole thing and I wasn't really bored, but I, I don't think it was very good. Yeah, but uh, like it was a solid five for me, I guess. If you're looking for oh, like a riff on a black exploitation movie, Black Dynamite is a lot better, and I would highly recommend that. Uh, I think my issue was the tone was super serious, except for like uh, Jamie's Fox character is supposed to be funny. And I just didn't really care for him that much. So there were some moments that I, that I liked, but for the most part, it was perfectly okay. I feel like I, oh, there's a, what did I want to say? This is going to haunt me if I don't mention it. Speaking of Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the uh, the Blood Dragon Laser Hawk? No. No. Okay. So it's <laughs> called is... Captain Laser Hawk: A Blood Dragon Remix. So Blood Dragon was a spin-off standalone game DLC of Far Cry 3, I think. And the whole point of it was it's Far Cry but it's in like a 80s uh future. And this is like it's a weird mixed media thing that like it's animated and it takes there's live action bits. There's a lot of different stuff and it takes a bunch of different Ubisoft characters and uses them in a weird plot. So it's sort of like ready player one kind of thing. No, I don't know what it's like. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to describe it in terms Uh, of like pulling in all of these characters. Yeah. But it's it's like them in, it's it's not cameo appearances. It's pulling them in as original characters. So they have like very basic um, relations to like their origin, like games or whatever. It's right? like if Nintendo made a Super Smash Bros. movie. Yeah. It, well, no, it would be like if in Mario the characters were like shooting people and uh it had all the different nintendo characters and they're in like a cyberpunk city (laughs) kind of cool yeah no it's it's really cool and it's really well written i guess there's like a lot of like twists and turns that were really fun i i think towards the end it was a little predictable but it was still like really really fun to watch sounds pretty epic the United, I see here that the United States is renamed to Eden, which yeah. that's a little connection right there. It, it's Eden a very, Island. very unique thing. And like I liked it. I think it's probably like a seven or a six. But 
it it's just so weird and creative i guess for like is it sort of like a marvel team-up movie of all of these characters kind of but they don't really they have like they kind of are true to their game selves but they're also very much not they see here that like rayman is in it and yeah rayman's like a weird propaganda newscaster it it, if it rules it's so weird if if you like watch two episodes, it's really epic. I will say that's probably the biggest. It seems incredibly epic. Is it yeah. super fucking epic? But if if that's not like if you if you give it like two episodes and you like it, I think it's worth it, just because of how like bizarre and like bold it is. I I can't. It feels like a it feels like a fever dream idea. Honestly. Yeah, it really is. Like I don't know how this was made. It's something that I can't believe got made. Yeah. on netflix uh netflix through ubisoft like none funny. of that makes sense to me so it's a very very cool thing and that alone all right um, like imagine uh if southland tales had like a triple a cast imagine if southland tales was bringing in characters from popular franchises. yeah it kind of is literally that yes <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like absolute nonsense with like weird twists and the, the movie's strange or the show's strangely compelling but also it's really bizarre in a way where it's like is this bad is it good is it bad booby this good anyway that's all i got on my watches uh i think that's it for this penultimate few little episode then do you want to leave us with a quote i do you want to leave us with a quote what'd she say uh she went no but what did she say uh she thinks it's gonna be a long winter (laughs) (laughs) nice uh let's see here sorry that that's what i asked her she doesn't seem to know (laughs) wait you got cut off i i can't hear you what i need the second part (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a quote we've never used before i know and it works really well (laughs) that's so good well my name is finn and i am frank uh frank on uh doolittle like enjoy did you i i just be honest i didn't like it this time and i didn't enjoy it this time and i'm do not recommend it this time. okay i was gonna say those are the same things but <laughs> i know i won't like it because i haven't seen it i have i'm like 15 minutes in i think yeah so you get you still got a ways to go here uh so i know i won't like it but i will recommend it now to you that's good i do have a uh, the peacock thing bookmarked i have an entire you know how you can make profiles on your browsers yeah i have an entire profile for you little that's really funny and i have folders in every bookmark um i have folders to articles i have folders to tweets i have folders to podcast location i I can't wait for us to like finish this and then be done and then i have folders to youtube videos come back to it because we're just like something's missing Do a remaster and yeah. Oh, you, you're saying come back and yeah, yeah. Do more. Do you ever feel like that could happen? I honestly, it's so like, weird. Like to me. after doing this once a week for a year, yeah. And then suddenly stopping cold turkey, I'll be like, oh no, I. 
something is lacking in my life yeah like i don't feel right like something's wrong (laughs) my inner ear my balance is wrong i need to watch doolittle no i don't think so (laughs) frank frank goes to hard drugs and and i go through a mad doolittle spiral you would have more insight into this because you've already watched the movie 68 times before we started this yeah well there's your fucking insight frank (laughs) (laughs) ah you see yourself in me do you oh no i'm staring at a reflection right now (laughs) oh great yeah oh great i'm just on 52 and you're on 109 you'll be on 119 after this one oh boy 119 after you finish this one. Oh, that's awesome. So that means I'm going to end on a you'll round finish the 120. Year. Yeah, you'll finish the year with 120. It's a nice, perfect number. That's perfect. You'll be able to stop. I'll be stuck on 53. No, <laughs> if I watch it 300 more times, I think I'll be able to stop. There you go. <laughs> well, I bid you adieu. Uh, happy Boxing Day, everybody. Happy first... No, happy second day or third day or fourth day or fifth day or sixth day or seventh day or eighth day or ninth day or tenth day or eleventh day or twelfth day of Christmas, depending yep. on when you listen to this. And uh hope you had a good holiday. And uh, uh we'll we'll see you in the new year. Cause the last episode will come out in twenty twenty four, even though we'll be watching in twenty twenty three. In fact, we are gonna bring in the new year with Doolittle. <laughs> Are we going to do that? Aren't we? Is that our, is that our, our New Year's Eve? It's I thought it was the, the last year. watch. The uh, last watch of the year. Uh, what is it? Do Year Eve. Do Year Do Year Do Year's Eve. Do Year's Eve. Yeah. Do Year's End. More like Do Year's End. Yeah, more like it. I'm so excited for Do Year's End. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Stop. Stop. stop.